how does the money move and uh, how does that entire thing work is that true or is are there other revenue lines for the lenders even when uh, the late fee is not involved and if you are trying to mm-hmm. make a decision in the rational domain or rational universe don't be an entrepreneur hello and welcome to a brand new segment of fintech ki baat dhande ki baat with mr rajat deshpande some time back we had a really interesting conversation about the journey of building finbox what essentially were the challenges how uh, mr rajat and team kind of you know overcame that and reached where they are today now let's deep dive into what finbox does what kind of solutions have to built and essentially uh, how it is impacting the common man and the industry having said that right let's take a step back and understand the origin story of the name finbox origin story of the name finbox uh, i feel there is um, there is uh, there are multiple versions of the origin story and nobody really remembers mm-hmm. what it is but uh, you know the <laughs> the 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 ethos was that this was something which is a mm-hmm. collection of um, you know financial tools in a way right in the early right. days when this was a personal finance management thing right so financial toolbox mm-hmm. kai log bolte hain kai log fintech toolbox right. bolte hain ab etc but the idea was ki uh, you know we will build a bunch of things matlab uh, for people mm-hmm. uh, to sort of use and the early isse pehle the name was my center aisa karke we had thought and i registered that as right but it really didn't ring a bell Achha. it was like my financial center type of stuff, mm-hmm. of stuff and one day i was just i think jogging or something and i realized ki isse acha ho sakta and i went and i searched for this domain name and i got it and like ki ab to yahi and acha acha a cooler interesting story is about our logo so we like were trying to find koi mm-hmm. design kar de and we found this guy who was in class 11th in uh, school uh, and you mm-hmm. know somehow through contacts and connects and then he came and he built he made our logo uh, and i think he went he was like entrepreneurial tab so he charged like reasonably kam paise nahi charge kiya feel at that time class Achha. 11 guy and he just was an entrepreneur and he did it and that logo stuck everybody just loves that logo usko kuch bhi touch up kar do to there is a mutiny oh. in the company and it has just been there <laughs> for quite Achha, a long time wahi hai bas color thoda change kar diya hai baaki it's it's exactly the same oh nice yeah So, so we try to change the logo. Logo somewhere here. Yeah. You show it to the audience as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, you were saying. No, yeah, absolutely. So the the deal here is that. Mm-hmm. So that's how it came about. But you know, you can imagine. Um, okay. We built so many products now, and I think the ethos that we've sort mm-hmm. of built is uh, into is this ethos of building. um uh, i don't know if it's so uh, there are like these two things right uh, uh, two ways mm-hmm. of building companies now one is uh, you know the usual right. silicon valley uh, gyan from y combinator is do one thing do it well right very uh, you know right 
it's it's uh, one piece that i feel uh, works really well but if you get to that one thing mm-hmm. right and then there is this right. uh, theory of uh, you know compound startups which i i wouldn't say is very very uh, famous now but this uh, you know i read this uh, from rippling's founder uh, right so he put out uh, mm-hmm. uh, he talks about it in a podcast he's put it out on uh, you know their their website and all that compound startup means mm-hmm. ki you know you pick a segment and you build everything that they need right and you make it work mm-hmm. well together right so right. that i think has stuck with us so you build a lot of stuff that Makes really sense. solves problems for the the domain that you are sort of aiming for and i think Makes uh, sense. this word compound startup i discovered just recently but i realized ki oh this is our ethos ki chalo you know we want to like solve a bunch of stuff and not only try to find that one thing that will just scale clear rapidly and shut off everything else matlab which is more i will say silicon mm-hmm. valley kind of uh, world view why i say this silicon valley pieces because you know the depth of the market in the us means that you can build a billion dollar company on a very small use case right typically india is right. not doesn't have that depth yet right which means that typically people are gravitating towards mm. solutions and you will see all large fintechs at least are multi product companies now or medium sized fintechs are also multi product and i will say the reason here is because Bilkul. of the 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 gravity that is acting on the companies from an economic standpoint which is essentially uh, the ratio of customer mm. acquisition cost to the value that we realize right so you have to build all right. of this to sustain if you don't do that typically doesn't work so you sort of internalize right. that in a way hmm so definitely i think multiple revenue streams needs to be created if you were to justify the current customer acquisition cost that you would uh, and i think this also i mean this also makes sense for a lot of uh, b2c companies nowadays right i mean <coughs> yeah sorry So we have seen a lot of uh, B2C fintechs that are earlier uh, trying to use one product as a hook and now doing ten different things. Up insurance bhi le lo, yeah. loan bhi le lo, credit card bhi yeah. le lo, wallet bhi bana lo. Absolutely, I think this is, the, this is the segue into a perfect segue into embedded finance. I feel no. Uh, Bilkul. So uh, you know, I don't know. So given we are talking about that, mm-hmm. uh, the. Right. Uh, we should maybe define embedded finance and i wouldn't say there is one definition um, and yes. i'll quickly give you a history of mm-hmm. what are how we stumbled into it theek okay? hai so uh, please so please. there's a story here uh, so uh, we were mm-hmm. sitting in covid no originations happening and our product was origination uh, api underwriting apis uh, which was dependent on originations so we were like ki okay right. what do we do uh, and in between mm-hmm. you know some of these fintech non fintech reached out ki we want your underwriting api and we were like ki what will these guys do with this right and we realized <laughs> that they were like ki are we have so they they were large companies but they wanted mm-hmm. to sort of maybe figure out their fintech problems and actually commit resources to building something there right 
तो लाइक तो यू नो एक बत्ती जली कि ये क्या चल रहे हैं सो व्हाट वी डिड फर्स्ट वाज कि वी रोट अ वाइट पेपर कॉल्ड द फ्यूचर ऑफ क्रेडिट इज पार्टनरशिप बेस्ड लेंडिंग एंड आई मे बी आई पुट दैट आउट समडे बट वी जस्ट सर्कुलेटेड इट टू सम एनबीएफसीज दिस दैट एंड एक्चुअली थोड़ी पार्टनरशिप्स वर हैपनिंग बट पार्टनरशिप बेस्ड लेंडिंग वाज द की इज व्हाट वी वर सेइंग सो इट लाइक अरे सही है so we we started anchor led model culture anchor led partnership based ha jo bhi and i was like okay um, i then we were like let's also write a blog so we wrote a blog and put it out partnership based mm-hmm. lending koi nobody is looking at it and all that of course now uh, we realized that a16g started talking about every company's fintech company and then they you know we met, saw this term called yes, embedded finance yeah. in that blog post where like oh hmm. you know what we are saying as a concept has like a cool ass name and uh, you know this <laughs> is the name it's called embedded finance so we're like are so but we had done all the work and even if you know today you google embedded finance uh, you know you first three hits mein hum logon ka blog aa hi jata hai because You know, we've done real work to put out ki what it means, etc. We've written a white paper, and, but we just repurposed partnership-based lending, hatake embedded finance, kar diya humne. And we're like, "Acha, oh, this is Big something." Sense. And then we started to build an SDK and API solution. This is during COVID, and we mm-hmm. like it's been like it's it's very uh, you know we've done all sorts of crazy things to actually mature that. a thing because if you imagine right building an origination mm-hmm. piece needs real origination to happen through your pipes how will you build it otherwise we did like crazy True. stuff True. to actually get it going uh, we started off in personal loans mm-hmm. then we built all the bnpl stuff b2b b2c bnpl then business right. loans and then it became a full fledged sdk api uh, you know multi lender stack with like all of the components that are required very complicated things to actually get it going um, and it became that but uh, right. overall uh, you know coming to the definition of embedded finance as we see it is essentially embedded finance is mm-hmm. a monetization tool for p2c companies which have good engagement uh, on their core platform True. and they can drive cross sell of financial services through embedding native experiences uh, which uh, for uh, originating these financial services on their uh, core platform right so some of these things are native uh, experiences are important so that you can set up a good cross sell digital cross sell funnel right and it is somewhat makes it related to or adjacent to your core offering so if you are a B2B marketplace, mm-hmm. B2B BNPL is something that will work for you. But you know, offering say right. insurance out of the blue when the retailer is about to check out will maybe not work. Right. So it has to be adjacent to your True. core transaction. Uh, you know, use case. If it does, if it isn't, then course, you know it just becomes a lead marketplace for loans, for example, which turns out to be you know fairly. True. nobody values it that much in a way <coughs> exactly makes sense so uh, in this uh, in the universe of uh, embedded finance right uh, 
from your perspective do you uh, include other verticals apart from uh, lending as well in said for example insurance or uh, investment products and all of that so uh, we are like only doing lending we do a little bit of insurance but only loan attachment products mm-hmm. we are not like so see lending is a very deep use case anyway we already do so many credit products we True. do business loans we do b2b bnpl b2c bnpl personal loans uh, and we do it for various kinds right. of ticket sizes we do private limited partnerships we do sole props on business loans we do salary mm-hmm. non salary i think there is a lot and the technology right. stack is very complex i think is a very large problem that we are solving already <laughs> so before we solve it okay. you know this really well i wouldn't say we would want to venture into other areas um another piece is that mm-hmm. we feel uh, you need true and deep expertise because there are so many parties uh, in the transaction there is a platform there is the infrastructure there named the us and then the vendor right uh, or so right. in any embedded finance piece it is like you know b to b to b to c now given there is an infrastructure component mm-hmm. in the mix so if you don't have true expertise right. in the product and if you are if you have a great tech stack it might not really work for you mm-hmm. right and i wouldn't say the team really today uh, has breathing space to build expertise in other areas immediately to nahi makes sense makes sense but there but is embedded finance other areas in the right 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 i mean in the more broader sense i think now people have started uh, including all of that in the definition of embedded finance as yes. well uh, having said that right uh, currently so, what uh, exactly does fin sorry so you were saying something please so one piece is that in the us embedded finance is mostly payments mm-hmm. by the way it's not other stuff is like really okay you know now yeah because there is a lot of mm-hmm. margin in the payments business and it sort of rode the wave of verticals as also so but india may payments mm-hmm. doesn't uh, you know doesn't have so much margins that you know so many players will facilitate it also is a regulated industry now from a payment aggregator standpoint so embedded finance in the us right. if you sort of see blogs etc it actually means mostly payments matlab they say ki all other embedded things also exist but they don't uh, don't sort of really practically think that it is lending I will say today embedded finance mostly in India mm-hmm. means lending. Everything is just fledgling and coming up. Yes, yes, yes. No, true, true, true. Makes sense. But uh, having said that, right? Uh, currently, what exactly does Finbox's solution encompass? Like, uh, if you were to give me a two-sentence ka overview on what exactly does Finbox do in uh, embedded finance or in lending? So. Uh, Yeah there is a interesting piece so if you look at it from a digital platform or an anchor perspective so you know say you are a mm-hmm. you know food delivery company with like a very big restaurant you know base and you want to give work, working capital loans and you have like a dashboard and if all digital properties to service mm-hmm. your restaurant then you want to add a right. bunch of you know varied products so one you want to add a working capital loan you want to add a business loan which is a large term loan and all of those things you just have to integrate right. some of our apis and we do everything that is required so we will 
work with uh, the sense. platform to figure out what data is predictive of creditors behavior how do you size the loan etc uh, mm-hmm. to actually getting the right. lenders on board uh, getting their policies set up and creating the digital transaction piece uh, with you have the uh, ability sense. to build your own front end through our api stack or you can use our sdk which has a front end which is configurable in terms of your own themes to just get it going so you can use you know something mm-hmm. that is more out of the box to go live quickly and or you can use a more deeply customizable api stack to build your own stuff right so basically if you are, we are the infrastructure to facilitate all of this uh, fairly seamlessly and manage the life cycle of the borrower so yeah. this is got it got it so this essentially enables uh, any player with a good enough customer engagement and a digital platform to embed lending product into their ecosystem natively that is correct natively uh, embedded and uh, through an sdk uh, if it's on mobile or web you, you can use a bunch of these things to really build got what you really want it's not unique use mm-hmm. So oh, yeah, importantly, as I said, it's it has to feel seamlessly uh-huh. integrated into the system. You're not right. throwing the customer that's to some other. That's essentially where the value add comes. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. So I have seen so many experiences where uh, customers are essentially redirected to a different website, or it links up to yeah. a microsite inside their own environment, which kind of breaks the experience and uh, yeah. throws off the customer. Ki kya ho raha hai? Wahan pe uska naam lega tha. Yahan pe koi aur hai kya hai? Uh-huh. But uh, interesting, right? So what what essentially is the most unique use case that uh, you have built that you were not anticipating? Kya ye bhi Emirates lending ka kuch ho sakta hai isme? unique use case uh, there is very interesting uh, stuff that we are like super proud of is to build a multi lender uh, marketplace with like real firm offers this is a little technical you know I... <laughs> so see coordinate getting like real offers for people uh, you know for loans uh, in real time with from multiple lenders mm-hmm. has been like you know uh, uh, a dream of many people but they build a lot of broken things Bilkul. here and there etc uh, we've been working very Bilkul. hard to build this end to end you know fairly i would say you could say worked for more than 3 years now 3 years in uh, to like really get this mm-hmm. going well right and this is something that we are extremely right. proud of and uh, eventually uh, some of our newer products We'll start talking about it, and we will open uh, access to our API stack, which is a multi-lender API stack, and all of it, which will, I feel, change mm-hmm. the game on how, you know, these partnerships are thought of and how fast they can scale later. Right. So this is something that we are proud of, and we will bring out in the ecosystem fairly soon. Makes sense. But, makes sense. Let's take a step back and uh, kind of you know deep dive a bit more into embedded finance. Uh, from a point of view of uh, let's say trying to simplify it, right? So there's this concept called as explain it to me like I'm a five year old. So let's yeah. uh, try to break it down the embedded finance term, and you can try to explain it to me like I'm a five year old kid. Okay, cool. I'll try that. Uh, so, so if 
so for example if uh, you are trying to order food on one on like swiggy or zomato and you mm-hmm. want to, you don't have the money now but you will get money from your parents tomorrow and if right. there was a button which would let you take credit instantly now uh, on swiggy itself and uh, it would uh, you know be uh, uh, easy uh, and uh, would look just like the swiggy app looks or the zomato app looks then the mm-hmm. entire experience of getting that credit is an embedded finance experience understood makes sense so i'm i'm going to ask a question that a 5 year old wouldn't ask but uh, how does the back end uh, i mean I'm, i'm not talking about the tech back end i'm talking about the financial services side of back end uh, work for this right so when i when i'm on a food delivery app and when i click on uh, pay now essentially pay via whatever uh, the pay later app or the pay later integration is there what essentially happens there in terms of financial services how does the money move and uh, how does that entire thing work yeah i think there are uh, you know nuances to the model i think there's a bunch of uh, different things that happen but uh, very very simply there are uh, you know two things mm-hmm. one is you know if i am already on boarded on to the pay later platform then i'm just going to put an otp and mm-hmm. the transaction is going to go through but then there is another piece which is the more important piece uh, in embedded finance which is native onboarding so you will have to do your kyc everything on the embedded hmm. platform but to be regulatory compliant a lot of this will need to come from the regulated entity or the lender so the kyc will need to be hosted but uh sort of in the regulated mm-hmm. entity uh, or their tsp which tends to be us or you know we okay. sort of maybe done some of this work with the regulated entity we bring out all of those apis etc for the platform to consume and if you do mm-hmm. on board uh, then you know you become a customer now how the transaction typically works Got is it. that you know you sort of verify uh, you get like a limit assigned to you uh, which is um you mm-hmm. know and then when you transact you put in an otp uh, and this transaction gets registered on both the party the the app which is swiggy or zomato in this case mm-hmm. and uh, the technology mm-hmm. service provider which is us and um, you know maybe it also hits some of the systems of the lender or the regulated entity now uh, no money changes hands right. at this point but you will get your order and then there will mm-hmm. be a reconciliation process okay that runs depending upon the financial arrangement between these folks and the the service fee mm-hmm. etc gets deducted uh, and sent to the the app uh, owner right at whatever frequency that is maybe 3 days later and then uh, mm-hmm. the borrower or the the user has to pay back the regulated entity through you know either through a payment gateway or uh, through an uh, mm-hmm. a, a nash mandate or upi auto pay depending upon how it is set up got it got it so in this scenario uh, when does the 
restaurant who's delivering the order get the payment so restaurant in most cases, i think uh, it could be varying but no so so see the in this entire uh, transaction the restaurant is not the stakeholder in this transaction directly so swiggy or zomato is right. going to settle the the payment whether the borrower gets that payment uh, mm-hmm. provides that payment or not they have to settle the restaurant with whatever their contracts are right which is maybe okay the next day or okay, seven okay. days later etc but yeah mm-hmm. those are things there is a lot of uh, you know underlying activity to prevent frauds or misuse or you know sort of there's a bunch there that i sort of glossed over but uh, there's just... a bunch of reconciliation uh-huh. work that also goes on behind the scenes of course so of course. makes sense makes sense okay and uh, if i may ask which all parties how do they make money like all the parties involved who makes money and how so see we just talked about the b2c use case um, in this case uh-huh. two three things happen for the platform one is that customers typically become mm-hmm. you know if you are you get credit etc or it's easier to transact on the platform with just an otp you get like the platform being the food delivery the app, swiggy right? uh, etc so this is the b2c use case you become more mm-hmm. uh, you know sort of um, you get more engaged there so you order more often mm-hmm. etc second is the average ticket size sort of increases right. if you are maybe you started start ordering uh, you know you were on an average ordering say 200 bucks and then now you are ordering say 250 or 300 given and you can afford it so there's an mm-hmm. affordable so there's sense. a convenience element for the customer there's also an affordability element for the customer depending upon the target segment so right. generally that's how the platforms benefits then you know the the okay the sort of lenders benefit because they've sort of made a loan and it's a financial service so they sort of earn a, Um, a cut on top of the amount that is paid, just like payment gateways, but a little bit more because there's credit risk involved and all of the other stuff that goes on behind the scenes, mm-hmm. right? So that so that the is how they make money. Earn a certain cut of the amount. That is okay. Right. And you know the okay. user of Makes course sense. benefits by you know they get their bills all bunched up in and they have to pay like once a month. and they also get mm-hmm. like a little bit of a bump in terms of affordability etc so that that's the right. b2c use case in b2b uh, the dynamics uh-huh. are a little different uh, one piece is that businesses always okay. want to use so for example now you are like a b2b marketplace uh, and you are selling stuff mm-hmm. to uh, to a retailer now the retailer always wants to get the most right. inventory for the least investment so they will tend to you know buy stuff on credit sell it and repay right so right. it is far more right. value creative for in the b2b use case and it it drives a mm-hmm. lot of repeat usage and the transaction value definitely goes up right and then um got it on the other side there is also term loans which is actually what most of our focus is which are like larger loans for people to sort of okay. uh, you know uh, maybe invest into their business or uh, you know sort of take personal loans which mm-hmm. is essentially where you are facilitating the platform is facilitating discovery and educating the customer and uh, 
you know as the lender sort of does more business they make money and then the platform also gets a cut of the business for sourcing right so right right there are bunch makes of sense, complicated models i will say still in flux but you know as they mature right, i think this is detailed enough uh, but yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, just just wanted to understand i think i had a misconception that in this case uh, in the b2c model previously that we discussed uh, the essentially the current version of the pay later model the companies or the lenders would only make money when there is a late fee involved but i think so, is there is is that true or is are there other revenue lines for the lenders even when uh, the late fee is not involved so see uh, you know when we say lenders or uh, pay later companies i think we're talking so see embedded finance or part it based so in b2c bnpl specifically if you are doing uh, this in what we call embedded finance is essentially we're cutting out the middleman so there is no pay later company it is like a white labeled mm. product typically just like swiggy pay later right at back end uh, has a bunch of lenders right? the so there is no yeah so there is no yes, yes. like in between so you sort of you know the lenders typically have a good cost of capital and you know they they can make a margin on on these transactions but mm-hmm. you have like another layer in between which is doing marketing and all of the other stuff right then the model right, sort of right, becomes right. more uh, you know it it becomes a more more like Makes what sense. you are saying and those players typically compete with payments companies typically right so they their hmm. margins are more sort of very compressed because payment margins again are compressed but this is the monetization got use it. case where everybody is gotten in so that you know there is some charges that compensate for all of the struggle uh-huh. that we have you know that everybody is taking right and you know there are less people involved overall in the the system and they are doing a Understood. lot less marketing outside uh, the the ecosystem of the anchor the anchor takes yeah. care of the marketing yeah. and onboarding of this hmm. so in in the native experience uh, so most of these lines are uh, interest free for the customers if they are less than like a month or so correct me if i'm wrong here no so see uh, these is are that, things is that, that... Is that the correct assumption I wouldn't say that. So see, mm-hmm. it's all uh, in the construct of you know where these are embedded, and I think these interest-free lines, etc., are okay. business models for pay-later companies, right? Every for us, okay. you know, when we get into one of these situations, typically we are talking about uh-huh. more bespoke credit products that suit the economic structure of the platform, right? So. that's that's mm. important and it, that innovation definitely does happen uh, you know because one as infrastructure players we don't dictate what the product is going to be it is for the anchor and the the regulated mm. entity to come together and decide to do right and that's our senses you know because we are infrastructure etc we see some of these things we understand that unsustainable economic models can't fly for long so you know there have to be you know okay. there have to be risk adjusted returns for everybody involved or else you know why will they do it for a sustained manner right makes sense makes sense perfect i think uh, having said that let's move on to uh, the next question that essentially revolves around future of this entire embedded finance ecosystem right uh, maybe let's say half a decade down the line 
and that's i think a lot of time in the fintech industry how do you uh, how do you see this evolving given the kind of uh, influx of emerging technology led models that we have heard today like every every nook and corner of the recent gff had an ai company doing something or the other in fintech so how do you see these kind of interventions if they become substantial at some point of time uh, kind of evolving or uh, impacting the evolution of the embedded finance and impacting the evolution of what you do that's definitely an interesting question one piece is that i was just telling some folks you know uh, just yesterday that 5 years down mm-hmm. the line it will not be more of the same it is going to be something different like completely different true so i think see two three things mm-hmm. are happening which are interesting to understand i think the embedded finance piece is having a profound impact on uh, you know adoption of technology inside the regulated entities because right. to service these relationships mm-hmm. the kind of tech stacks and the api stacks that you need to build and to sort of scale and monitor are very very different from what they have done uh, you know hitherto uh, right. in the past right so basically as mm-hmm. the infrastructure really does de- develop and mature a lot of you know and the knowledge of actually the conversion funnels the economics the uh, you know the way to service customers ethically properly how the customer also understands who's giving the financial service all of these things become standardized our senses that overall this becomes a meaningful portion of right. the financial services industry mm-hmm. and standards will evolve um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know everybody will be more clear about their role so there's this brilliant book called paying with True. plastic it sort of talks about you know in the early days of the credit card mm-hmm. industry in the us and in the early days there okay. also people were running helter skelter nobody was clear what their exact role was everybody was getting into each other's sort mm-hmm. of domain also but slowly people started deeply mm-hmm. specializing and the industry evolved and it became very large so you know if you can imagine from those mm-hmm. days merchant systems payment systems banks all of these guys operated independently with no standards etc right. and suddenly emergence of standards happened and everybody sort of rallies around it and mm-hmm. specialized players sort of start become people who onboard merchants people who build infrastructure people who do more settlement who do reconciliation some people do analytics all of this so i imagine the industry structure right. will mirror a little bit like that of course you know developed markets don't come in and get replicated but you know one piece is True. that there will be specialization there will be um you know multiple embedded finance players who will do some of these things really well and be you know do stuff uh, mm-hmm. you know sort of run the flavors of this stuff another there will be more infrastructure companies which specialized in you know running and serving these needs so analytics is a need reconciliation right. is a need settlements and other is a need so all of these things will happen is what i understand and meaningful share uh, maybe sense. up to up to mm-hmm. a 30% share of overall originations can be potentially uh, you know sourced through embedded finance use cases so that's like you know our most optimistic hyper bull case of what will be what what can happen uh, you know in this uh, sort of overall upta and a lot of innovation also understood you know, on on type so of definitely definitely 
makes sense makes sense i think though this has been a really insightful conversation rajat uh, thank you so much for that